0: Bridge Toll California Customer Service Number Highway Miles to the Gallon Ford Focus Thailand Cave Rescue Operation What is Schema F Best Wine Bars in San Carlos California Best Western Hotels How old is Ronaldo What happened with Big Brother What's good engagement How long before a wedding should I send How out many save the dates are in the first Use of IMAP the to playoffs. check email on best other email clients Identify fonts from where M&M. to find Hope we Welcome to Search Insights Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And this week, we're going to publish an episode every day discussing how you can maximize the impact of search data for your decision making inside and outside of your SEO efforts. Joining us for Search Insights Week is Tyson Stockton and Alan Turner, who together run sales and services at Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data driven decisions So far this week, Tyson, Alan, and I have talked about the data driven decision making framework. And yesterday we talked about the real trouble with how search research has been used and conducted. And today we're going to talk about the ways that you can improve your decision making through search data. All right, here is the third installment of Search Insights Week with Tyson Stockton and Alan Turner from Search Metrics. Alan Tyson, welcome back to the Voices of Search Podcast.
1: Ben, I feel like I should be welcoming you back. I feel like a pro. Third day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, excited that we've got a couple podcasts under your belt. Tyson, you've done this a million times, but it's nice to have you back as well.
2: I appreciate that. It's a little pity. of sympathy there.
0: <laughs> hey, you know, Tyson's always good to see you. It's just better to see Alan. Anyway, <laughs> so, hey, look, we talked yesterday about the problem with search intent data. There's this framework that we're using where people are looking at historical data. They're thinking about the past. They're not necessarily thinking about real-time data and predictive analytics. We've got this giant data set in search. And the problem is people are thinking too granular. They're, like I said, missing the forest for the trees. They're thinking about search data as a tool for keyword optimization, not necessarily understanding the macro trends in their industry or with their competitors. So let's talk about ways that we can stop that. What are the ways that you can improve your decision-making through search data?
1: Yeah, so ultimately, we've discussed over the last couple of days how search data gives us a very good understanding of what the actual market is asking for. It's unfiltered. It's unbiased. It is different than traditional market research, per se, of surveys and a long-winded kind of aggregation of data to help give us this understanding of the market. And what we understand from this search data is now applicable to various departments or various divisions within a company. Let's say we're talking about product and understanding which product we would like to take to market in a certain region, a certain national region, a certain local region. This data now helps us formulate a strategy based off of the understanding. Again, if we go back to the snowboards versus skiing example, in this market, skiing is actually searched for, I know Tyson hates this, but skiing is actually searched for way more than snowboarding. And for me, that's obviously very valuable for any product team. That's very valuable for any marketing team. That's very valuable for any inventory team, etc. And that's just where I would start with it at a high level. This data really impacts your whole organization's go-to-market strategy for all their categories of products.
0: And what I think is important about that is not just, hey, you're using a data source to try to compare one product versus another, use the metaphor, you know, snowboarding versus skiing, right? If I'm running a winter apparel company, I might be able to look back historically and say, well, we sold more snowboards than skis last year. What's important about this is, A, you're able to look outside of the sphere. So you're taking the influence of your brand out of the research and you're looking at the entire industry, you mentioned, hey, you might be looking at a specific region, a specific country, a locality. How do people in Colorado feel about skiing versus snowboarding might be different than how people in Wyoming feel about it. And the other important part is you can look at that data in real time, right? You're not looking at what happened last year. Maybe there was a, the most famous snowboarder in the world that died on his snowboard or her snowboard. That might influence demand It might change what happened last year and influence what could happen this year. And so you're able to look at the macro trend, you're able to look very locally, but you're also able to look in real time. Tyson, talk to me about ways that we can get other insights that help us make better decisions using our search data.
2: I mean, first, I'd like to say just for the record, snowboarding is the better sport, So like now that's like cleared up, even if Mark says something different, I can still confidently say that.
0: I'm going to disagree with you. Any sport where you're spending 75% of the time on your butt, not that much fun.
2: Oh, see, that means you don't know how to snowboard if you're spending 75% of your time.
0: (laughs) Also true.
2: (laughs) Anyways, so I think one piece, I guess, getting to it, and we talked about in a previous episode is it's like the scale and the volume of it. And so to get to that representative to then get to those other leading pieces, I think we have to change the way that we approach and gather that. And so what we've been doing is rather than using those traditional methods that we touched on on like the previous episode, what we actually look to doing is we look to extend that scale. And we're doing this by creating like a structure, a taxonomy. And then querying through our database and looking for not just the similar as far as what we talked about with like phrase mass exact match, but we also then want to look at all of the ranking URLs and what other keywords are ranking on those URLs, and then creating kind of these confidence intervals of which categories those terms and all those attributes would go towards. And what that allows us to do is it allows us programmatically to move beyond a few thousand keywords and get into using a few hundred thousand keywords to understand how snowboarding versus skiing actually represents
0: time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor previsible so you're looking for seo help then you got a couple of options you could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on google That's previsible, P R E V I S I B L E dot I O. And why skiing is a superior sport. Tyson, here's the problem that I have. You know, if I'm sitting here in front of a search tool and I'm trying to make executive level decisions, I don't know where to start. I- I'm typing in keywords, right? I'm not looking at macro trends. It can be very difficult to think of and understand how to. Manipulate this much data to get uh, you know valuable insights, how do you think about getting enough data into the tools that you're using that you're able to look broadly and not being just putting on your brand filter, but also making sure that you're filtering it so you're getting actionable and important results
2: yeah, and that's really exactly what I was kind of like getting to on the previous point where The way that we go about it with our insights reports is not in the way of, hey, here's the steps to then mine through a million different keyword queries and aggregate them yourself. The way that we approach that is we create that taxonomy and that structure, and then we aggregate it through our algorithms, which would then cluster the different keywords. So it could be running shoes, Nike running shoes, best running shoes, etc., Running sneakers, and then the way that we're then sending it back or kind of returning is not on necessarily the keyword level, is you would be actually receiving that already in the category structure. So then you would say, hey, I can see between these different subgroups within shoes, I can see the demand of running shoes versus basketball shoes versus sandals. And then from that, I don't even need to go into that level of like, how do I aggregate and how do I do it? So it's like our process through gathering it and through querying through our database is doing that aggregation. So that's something that we're not saying, hey, everyone should repeat this in their own manual way. It's more of, hey, you can actually use algorithms and different ways of kind of mining through databases to already have that aggregation set up for you.
0: I think the other way that you can improve decision-making using search data is by arming the right people with the search data. Alan, you work in sales. Help me understand how to sell search data as a useful tool into the executive suite. That seems to be a big problem is that getting the data in the right hands What's the challenge and why aren't executives thinking about search data as a resource?
1: Absolutely. I will emphatically say that the first step is understanding the goals of the organization. The first step is understanding the challenges and the obstacles that that organization faces and what are the objectives that they're trying to overcome. Once you can understand those objectives and once you can understand where the organization is trying to go, then you can better understand what data they're looking for and how to position that data accordingly. I think what's really important is obviously going into any organization, the first thing you want to try to develop is a relationship with the individual that will be using the product that will potentially be acquiring. But if you can, along with that relationship, help kind of get to the point where they are starting to speak more highly on the organizational objectives, you need that person to help you elevate that conversation. You need that person to champion what that data can uncover, you need to, whether it be coach that person up to be able to have that conversation or vice versa, you need that person to be on the same page in terms of articulating what that data can actually do for the organization. If you don't have that, I think you're at a stalemate. And again, I think what it all comes down to is not just speaking about SEO and speaking about the in the weeds SEO, the micro side of things. It's speaking through the macro lens for the organization in working with the practitioner or the leader, whether it be digital marketer, etc., to then help you kind of formulate that message upwards.
0: And I really think that summarizes the ways that you should be improving your decision making through search data. First off, You should be using search data because it's an unbiased, large data set that can help you understand what's happening inside and outside of your organization. And it's not just at a keyword level. It can be with industry trends. It can be with what's happening with your competitors. But to make those decisions and actually have them have value, you also need an operational sponsor, right? You need someone to help the organization understand the value of this data because, I could tell you your leadership is not thinking about using that. I'm using air quotes. No one can see keyword data to make their decisions. They're relying on guts, instincts, what's in their CRM, and what their direct reports are telling them. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton and Alan Turner from Search Metrics. Join us again tomorrow when Tyson and Alan and I discuss applying search data in the wild. If you're interested in contacting Tyson or Allen, you could find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes, or you could visit their company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. -J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed... We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.